Yo, 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 it's Coach Theo at the FMU Faith Fitness Farm. It has been a minute, and I'm back in action, hitting you with some quick hitters, going through an awesome series, Fit for the Kingdom. Wow, we're connecting health and fitness and teaching people the significance of your body is a temple. And this body was given to you from God. Within you is the Holy Spirit who was given to you from God. It is a gift. It is not our own. And what we must do is glorify God with our body. 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20. The Apostle Paul writes this letter to the church at Corinth. Listen, we're making connections for people and light bulbs are going off and we are seeing some major change. Don't you know? That's the thing. Some people just don't know. And we're teaching them how the physical is affecting the spiritual. How when you're worn out, fatigued, tired, drained, fallen into temptation, lies, deception, this is affecting you. And you can't just accept okay. And so thankfully, Amber and I have been blessed with the gift of knowledge when it comes to health and fitness. We've gone through so many things. We basically live this out. And the more we understand, the more we see the connections. So we're walking you through. I'm just going to jump right into Fit for the Kingdom Part 1. Really walking you through the scripture, a lot of perspective changers, and mainly I've got to give you disclaimers every time. Make sure you guys understand that I'm not talking about justification. That's the big word of that's how you're saved, right? Like this is not works-based religion. We're not speaking about, oh, if you do this, you're a better Christian. No, this is about sanctification. This is about we don't want our fellow brothers and sisters being duped by Satan and the system he's created. And this is all relatively new. you got to remember, it's only been about 100 years since our culture has really fell into these terrible, disgusting uh, habits of health. Industrialization took over. Food corporations took over. Big Pharma's taken over. Our culture is not healthy. There are just terrible habits, and people just have to wake up. So Paul, let me, let me say this. Paul is writing this letter to, to this church that is an early church, growing church, expanding so much they're immature they're being christians but not in the right way and they can't see what's going on and he's writing them a letter saying do you not know now he's speaking directly to sexual immorality the way they're abusing their bodies so it's not technically about health but it is it's about how you treat your body and he's throwing in this scripture do you not know I mean, these guys meant well, maybe, but he's like, you're acting just like the pagans. You're acting like people who don't believe. See, when you become a Christian, you have higher standards. That's all. When you realize how miraculous this life and body is, you have higher standards. That's all. When you know that we're supposed to practice self-control and self-discipline in everything we do, we have higher standards. So he's like, you don't know. Do you not know that your body is a temple? There's a Holy Spirit within you. What does it mean? And so we, as ambassadors for christ amber and i are kind of doing the same thing do you not know have you never thought about this before when it comes to how you treat your body do you not know the destruction that's happening and how things are affecting you do you not know how god created you and what is created out there that is meant to go in your body or not supposed to go in your body one of the main nutrition principles we always teach is food is either fuel that god created that will resist disease and build up your immune system and build strength and energy and vitality or it's poison and it's going to take you down and it's going to wear you out and you're going to be more uh, sick, fatigued, tired, not your best. There's no way you'll be your best when you're putting in the poison. So anyways, do you not know? 
See, the temple is something so sacred. And Paul was speaking to people who understood that. Those times, temples were the only place God resided, or so they thought. So they treated them with the utmost care, extremely special. Dirty things didn't enter. Unclean things did not enter. Jesus cleansed the temple twice. So if you're a Christian, you're not only a holy temple that you're supposed to keep clean and prevent unclean and dirty things from entering God's dwelling place, but you now have the Holy Spirit within you, which makes this even more significant and more special. And you don't want to prevent him from doing his work. So you have to think. If I'm talking about smoking, that makes sense, right? If I say don't intoxicate yourself with drugs and alcohol, don't inhale paint, don't inject yourself with things, that makes sense. You're like, yeah, we shouldn't damage our body like that. But we forget or tend to not know that we need to think of food in the same way. We need to think of being lazy in the same way. We need to think of all the damaging things of being unhealthy, like not sleeping and too much stress in the same way. These are crushing the system that God designed. And so we have to start looking at things differently. I don't know if you knew this, but God loves the physical body so much that when we die, we will also have a physical body. Did you know that? Jesus rose from the grave with a physical body. After his resurrection, he told his disciples to touch him. And he said, a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. After spending 40 days with his disciples, we see this in Acts 1.9, he ascended bodily to heaven. We're not just spirits. We have heavenly bodies when we go to heaven. We won't rot. We won't age. We won't get wrinkly. Maybe we'll look young again. Maybe I'll have my hair back. You know, I don't really care about that. I like shaving my head. But we will resurrect physically just like Jesus did. And the Bible tells us that um, in heaven, we won't just be spirits floating around. Paul says that once your earthly tent comes off, we will not be left naked without a body to live in. So just know this. God created us so intricately, made up of trillions of cells. And at the cellular level, so many things are happening that affect all of our systems and processes. And if even one of those things gets messed up or wasn't correctly designed, we wouldn't even be here today. So we're a, a temple created in a certain way. And we want to put in the good stuff that was created to go in it. I'm going to talk more about how you were created in part two. But I just want you to know, I used to not know. I worked out since sixth grade, but I used to not know about all the other things that make health and fitness matter. And I used to damage my body with the wrong things. Eating only junk food, drinking only pop and soda, never drinking water, never eating fruits and vegetables, loving fast food and just overindulging. I mean, it's what we do as Italians. It's what we do in everything that we do. You reward yourself with food. Everything's around food. So I used to not know. And then after you start to discover a little bit more about how you got to think about what's happening at the cellular level, how you're feeding yourself on the inside. You don't want to clog your arteries. You don't want to slow down your natural metabolic process. You don't want to cause achy joints and preventable diseases. You don't want to store fat. You got to do the right things that convert to energy. You just you start changing your perspective and it gets to the point where you just keep making changes and you recognize what is food and what is not. Now listen, food is an easy thing to talk about. But don't forget, we're talking about all types of heart issues. 
I will keep repeating that. It's not about looks. It's not about works. It's about as we make our bodies a holy and living sacrifice, all these different things that we're doing to the temple, who the Holy Spirit resides in, we have to think about. Because guess what? We are not our own. We were bought at a price, Paul tells us. We are a gift that he gave us. If your friend gave you a gift, how would you treat that gift? Would you abuse it? When I'm speaking to kids, I, I tell them, if someone gave you a, a toy, a friend gave you a toy, a grandparent gave you a toy, are you just going to throw it in the corner and let it just collect dust? Are you going to step on it and smash it and break it with a hammer? Are you going to abuse that gift? Or are you going to take care of it? Our bodies are part of a bigger body. The body of Christ. A bigger unit. It is made up of many parts, but we all form one body. So we are not our own. And on top of that, we're all part of something much bigger. We were bought with a price, meaning God loved us so much. The value is so tremendous that Jesus came for us to die in our place. It was costly for him. It's free to us. But Jesus went through a lot for us. And he cares about our intricate, delicate, miraculous creation that he resides in. And we have to see that value. Do you love your physical body that is a gift enough to take care of it, to be a good steward of it? Jesus says, love your enemies as you love yourself. Wait, he wants you to love your enemies as yourself. The second greatest commandment, how loving can we be if our standard for loving ourselves is so low? But remember, sometimes we just don't see it. Do you not know? Do you not know that God did not create you to be full of pain, to be overweight, to be groggy? So perhaps we don't love the gift he gave us because we tend to neglect it. We have to bring forth our conscious awareness and we cannot give the enemy a foothold. See, because if your body was created in his image. If you were created in his image, then anything that is God's, the devil's going to want to destroy. So if you don't cherish and appreciate it, he sees an opportunity to work alongside with you. Don't give him an opening. You don't think he wants to attack you? You were bought with a price. The Holy Spirit is within you. He knows the power of the Holy Spirit. You don't think he wants to halt you, deteriorate you, degrade you, and mess up that temple? And he'll do it with your help. Oh yeah, keep eating foods that put you in a bad mood, he says, you won't be able to love as well. And just food-like products that make you tired, you won't be able to work as hard. Intoxicate your intestinal tract with chemicals that will lead to fully preventable diseases. Decrease the longevity that God originally designed for you. Oh, the enemy will join right in with you to help. And perfect, you won't be able to preach as much or for as long. But don't worry, guys. Listen, this good news. You're listening to this for a reason today. Like Paul challenges those Corinthians to not damage the body that God gave them. I walk in as a messenger just to say, we have to make sure we're aware of the same things and don't do the same things that those Christians who were acting like pagans were doing by satisfying the flesh, falling into sexual immorality, abusing the body that God gave them. We will not be outwitted by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his designs. We know that big food companies don't care about us and will create fake products that go on shelves, right? So we're going to know this stuff. You might not have known before, 
we're going to know that they work so hard to create just the right combo of sugar, fats, and ingredients to make satisfying treats that make you feel so good. And then you can't just eat one. And it wears and tears on this God-given body and system. Maybe you didn't know before, but now you do. We know the sugar industry is creating addictions that keep us falling into temptations. One of the activities we do with kids is we teach them sugar and how damaging it is and how it's in everything and why you need to be aware of it. So we give them a little demo, a little visual. I wish you can see it. One teaspoon of sugar for every four grams. You take a can of pop. You see how many grams are in there. Usually it's like 70 for like a 16-ouncer. You show them how many teaspoons, one teaspoon for every four grams. You take teaspoons of sugar. You just start filling up in the empty cup. You show them. That cup is halfway filled. Would you drink that? It looks disgusting. You got to bring to the uh, what's not seen. You got to make it seen because some people just don't see it. Pop looks good. You don't see all the sugar in there. You now show these kids. Look at all this sugar. Would you just eat that with a teaspoon? Most of them will crack a joke but and say yes, but they don't mean it. They're like, ew, that's disgusting. I would never do that, even if they're being silly. So we make seen what is unseen. So you could see what's really in there. And then we talk about why sugar is so damaging, how it crushes your immune system and shuts it down, how it makes you super energetic and you're bouncing off the walls, but then you crash, how it leads to fat storage, how it leads to heart disease, many, many issues. And so you start to understand like, yeah, something that tastes good uh, is so damaging. It's tempting, but no temptation is overtaking you that is not common to man. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. And he provides a way of escape. Now, one of the main ways is being alert, sober-minded, knowing our adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking to devour. So we're watchful, and we see clearly what's going on. So Paul is saying, your body is a temple. The Holy Spirit is within you. It is, this body is not your own. He is not your own. He is so powerful. We were bought at a, with a price. So then what? He tells us, glorify God with your body. Glorify God with your body in everything that you do. And so I'll just finish with this. We tend to forget that we can worship God in all that we do, whether we eat, drink. We can do it all for the glory of God, right? Why glorify God's, God with our bodies? Because they are temples. And it's not to boast about ourselves. It's about making sure we look different than this world that is obsessed with gluttony. We don't want to talk about it, but it's the overindulgence or lack of self-restraint in food, in drink, in wealth, especially anything that causes us to worship or idolize something that is not God. Can food become a lustful desire of the flesh? Absolutely. Can laziness become a temptation? Can what we put in our mouths become an idol? Can what we do with our bodies become our gods? Absolutely. And godliness is self-control. So we practice self-control because it's a fruit of the Spirit. And when we practice self-control, we let the Holy Spirit lead us, and He gives us more self-control. And it's an awesome cycle. Last note. Here's my experience with health. We get labeled as fanatics in a culture that doesn't value it. And even Christians 
will look at us the wrong way because they think we're doing it out of vanity. And that's why we have to flip this. It's not about vanity at all. I'm more motivated to take care of myself because I realize what God gave me. And it's like an obligation that I owe to him to make sure everything I'm doing is not satisfying the flesh, but satisfying the spirit and be led by the spirit. And in this culture, someone who exercises self-control, we look strict. We get labeled neurotic. Parents are afraid to talk to their kids about stuff because they think they're going to give them a body image disorder, an eating disorder. I promise you that's not going to happen if it's about healthy conversations like this. We do this because we value the life that he gave us. And think about that. You look neurotic. You look obsessive because our country is so unhealthy. They don't even get it. We're so far removed from true health. But that's because people just do not know. And we're here to walk in to followers of Christ to wake people up and say, maybe you just don't know. I used to not know, but now do you see what's really happening and why this is so important? And so we don't live uncontrolled lives because then we're submitting to our flesh. We want to enlist in strict discipline and make our bodies our slaves and tell them what to do. Why? Because Paul says we want to glorify God to submit to the Holy Spirit who is within us so that he can manifest himself outside of us. Do physical practices of poor health suppress the Holy Spirit's full expression, manifestation in and out of our lives? Absolutely. But some people just don't know. Now you do though. And we got to continue to seek truth in everything that we do. And then from there, we're going to have to take responsibility. Now, I'm going to keep walking you through practical things for how to be fit for the kingdom. So in the next segment, next part, we're going to talk about seeking truth, understanding how God created you, and why the more you seek Jesus and his truth, the more convicted and you'll see clearly in everything in life that will help you be convicted of the truth with everything around you when it comes to health, nutrition, and taking care of thy body, the temple that God gave you. Let's stop right here. Fit for the Kingdom, part two, coming up. Make sure you check it out. 